Hello again, everyone. Welcome to a side quest episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, our news update for January 2021. I am your hardcore gamer, Andrew. With me, our moderate gamer who can't figure it out, Keith. Hello. And of course, with us, our wonderful noob, Liz. Hey, guys. So we decided to give you a quick news update. We did another news episode here. Unfortunately, we missed December, but... You know, we'll give a quick recap on some of our big games in December, because December was a crazy month for all of us. There are some great games that all of us, I, I swear, Microsoft might be listening to us, because I feel like they gave us all a present. <laughs> uh, re- quick recap in December, of course, Liz had her favorite game come out that she's been clamoring about since, I swear, since we started this podcast. Stardew. Yeah. And all, you've been all about that. Me and Keith, of course, have always been complaining about a Dynasty Warriors game. Even though Microsoft didn't quite give us a Dynasty Warriors game, they kind of did. But they came up with One Piece Pirate Warrior 4, which, you know, is Dynasty Warriors with the One Piece skin, essentially. Keith, I know you've been playing that a good amount. Has it been, is it just as good as Dynasty Warriors? Oh, man. It's, it's pretty great. It's funny because I had sort of glanced at the game. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big anime guy. I didn't really know anything about what One Piece was or whatever. So it's like, I, I don't know, not for me. And then you were the one who told me like, this is, this is a Dynasty Warriors game. And so I jumped on over to my cloud gaming, fired that bad boy up. And it's, it is awesome. It is like, as Andrew said, it's not fully a Dynasty Warriors game. So it's not fully what I would hope for, but it, it definitely scratches the itch and it is a ton of fun. Yeah, and then of course for me, you know, a little game that no one's ever heard of, but uh, Halo Infinite came out last month too for me, so I've been playing a whole bunch of that. That game is so good. But that's a quick just recap of December. The more important thing though is what's coming out this month. And this month so far has a pretty sweet lineup. Uh, Of course, so some of the games that have already come out for me, next to Halo being one of my all-time favorite series, the other one is Mass Effect. And right off the bat, Matt, the Mass Effect Anniversary Trilogy is out on Game Pass, and it is it is awesome. But another big news that came out this month, Rainbow Six Extraction is announced that it's coming out day one on Game Pass. Uh, I know, Liz, you loved the Rainbow Six Siege when we played it. Yeah, I f- find it... Yeah, I'm really excited about it, but I think it's going to be a little difficult. I mean, I found the first one difficult. It's not usually what I play, but this one looks really cool, and I saw some of the elements from the last game that we played with uh, the robot camera, and I like that it's also against aliens, so I won't feel as nervous this time playing against <laughs> you know real people. Yeah, have you seen this, Keith? Are you at all interested? It's it's a it's a th- uh, I guess to explain it's a three person, I, I guess three v horde is kind of a term I've been coining, but it's a uh, it's three person versus PVE, so you're essentially getting from point A, extracting someone, and getting out, using of course characters with certain abilities and special powers. Does this interest you at all, Keith? I think it's something that I would get, I could get into if it was like we were all on and, or, you know, some people were on to play with. I don't know if I'd pick it up and play with randoms just because, I don't know, the Rainbow Six universe, I guess, is the term. The Rainbow Six universe isn't really my, my game style normally, but it looks fun enough, and I like a good PvE game, so I, I would definitely give it a shot. I don't know if I'd say I'm excited about it, though. I like this is like the new trend going on with Game Pass is, uh, you know, or, or just kind of games in general. You know, everyone first before there was, you know, the 4v1, four people versus one super powerful person. 
Uh, then they kind of steered away from that. Now everyone's doing a battle royale. And now I feel like the new thing is the four person survival, like verse horde, you know, we just had back for blood. Now we have rainbow six extraction coming out. Uh, they just released alien, uh, fire, fire team elite that came out last month too. Uh, and then also later this month, not to get too ahead of it, but the Anacrusis. So like these, there's a lot of these games coming out. I mean, I enjoy them, but I kind of feel like it's getting a little saturated. But the big news that came out with Rainbow Six Extraction is it was also announced that Ubisoft is kind of finally coming to Game Pass. You may have noticed that not a lot of Ubisoft games are in the Game Pass library, but Ubisoft has their own subscription and it's announced that it's coming to Xbox. And I don't know how I feel about it. There's not a ton of details. They didn't say when it's coming, but it's new fu- near future. They're saying that probably in the next month or so. But currently the subscription is $15. And there's no announcement that it's included in Game Pass. So would you guys be interested at all spending an additional $15 a month just to get access to the Ubisoft catalog? Personally, no. I think there is value in it because I think they do have a good catalog of games because they they have the Far Cry series and the Assassin's Creed you, is the other big one. Yeah, so if if those are things you've been itching to get into, I think it's definitely worth its value. I wouldn't even like EA EA was it EA Plus or whatever they called the EA Play. Side. I think is yeah, what it's yeah. Name so was. even when EA Play came out and before it was on Game Pass, like. I always thought, boy, that's a really cool service. It's nothing I'm going to pay for myself, but th- it's a ton of value. It's it's like a mini Game Pass or a, or a hyper-specific one, but I'd, I'd just like it to just come to Game Pass. Or if they did, even if it was like a, you know, it's $5 a month with to add on to your Game Pass service or something like that, I, then I might still consider it for a month or two, but I don't, I don't think I'd see myself doing it as an ongoing subscription service. Are there any games by Ubisoft that I like? Rainbow Six. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's the only one that's really been on Game Pass. Because for me, that's like that's the amount of like Netflix or something. Yeah. So for, and with that, you get this huge catalog of movies and TV shows, and for me, it's just like I'm not gonna want to play all the games, and I feel like there probably aren't that many. There's they have a decent catalog. Well, I gotta say, for me, I am not a huge fan of Ubisoft. For me, you know, for the longest time, we mentioned this in an episode before that EA has won, you know, worst company, you know for multiple years in a row. Honestly, I think EA has gotten better and Ubisoft for me fully takes that crown. Ubisoft to me has just become such a gross company. So as I said, the subscription service is $15. That's how much Game Pass Ultimate is for us, which Game Pass Ultimate gives you the cloud gaming, gives you the PC Game Pass, and it gives you uh, Xbox Gold, and of course Game Pass for the console. So like it gives you a ton of things. Ubisoft is just the one studio with its catalog and they expect you to pay the same price. That's kind of wild. I, I don't... I, to me, that's not a good value. I will say the nice thing about the Ubisoft subscription service, apparently when you do it, you get all the DLC for the games. And it sounds like they're going to release all, just about the entire catalog. They said Far Cry 6 is in the subscription service. And that game just came out a couple months ago. So it's it's new. But that's still just so steep. And for me, I'm not crazy about Ubisoft. I find their games have a lot of microtransactions, and I know a lot of people who are huge fans of the Assassin's Creed series or the Far Cry series, but to me, I find those games so copied and paste. You played one, you, you kind of played them all. I enjoy going to them every once in a while, but man, I could not justify $15 a month for the service. I really hope they like change and it somehow is just associated Game Pass. 
Yeah, I think I don't know. Maybe they're testing the waters a little bit, and and we'll get lucky to see it come over over in terms of a game pass. Uh, said, or as I even said, even just some sort of an add-on. But I didn't realize that they were going to do the DLC. That's that's a definitely an added bonus to it. And again, if it's something that you're interested in, even though it's not something I personally probably would still do, I think that it is actually a really nice service to add on to it. Yeah, you you make a good point, Keith. Like. Like, Ubisoft doesn't have much of a catalog. I agree with you. I would totally just do, like, a month or two, if even that. Play the games I want to play and then just cancel it. Because Ubisoft doesn't come out with that many games that often to justify me continuously paying 15 bucks for a year plus. It seems kind of weird. But we'll see. They said they didn't give an exact date when it's coming out, but it should be in the next month or so. But they at least, like I said, I hope it's coming to Game Pass. The fact that they're giving Rainbow Six Siege Extraction or Rainbow Six Extraction on Game Pass on day one. I'm hoping that's them saying that they're coming to Game Pass, but we'll find out. So other games that have already come out this month, uh, Ember, which actually looks, this looks like a multiplayer game right up Liz's alley. This seems like a multiplayer game that, I don't know, I feel like you would take to this list like you did with Secret Neighbor. Is it because there's a lot of people in the toilet? I feel like the entire trailer was them like walking around a quarter and someone's on a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just seems like super goofy and just... It's, so you're essentially like a four-player firefighter team trying to get things out of a building while also like fighting flames. It just looks really wacky. It looked like to me from what I saw in the trailer that there, I mean, maybe it's only it's just like certain game modes that you can play, but it's almost like I don't, like among us in some ways. Like there could be like a saboteur who's like starting the fires amongst it and you don't know who that person is. Yeah. So I, I thought I saw something about that. And like that's, that's where it kind of goes to like the secret neighbor thing. And I think where... You know, thinking of you, Liz, it might be a game that you'd like, but and it, and and I think too, it's like a it's like a low pressure yeah. type of multiplayer game, which is where I think you know sometimes you worry about what other people are going to think of you in these some of these bigger shooters, but it's just a goofy mess around type of game. Like, it didn't necessarily pique my interest, but it, but it is one of those games that yeah, if, if you know there was a couple of us on and be like yeah, that'd be a fun. To, it looks like it'd be fun to fire up, if you will. <laughs> Hey, and uh, and yeah, do a couple rounds with it. Um, almost like what was the one that just came out too that I, I was telling you about? I started playing the jail one or the the, the stealing one that came out in December, I think. Uh, the 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 thief one. Oh, rubber bandits. Yeah, it it looks like it's that same style of game where it's just kind of like a goofy everyone like the cart. It's very cartoony, very lighthearted, and uh, yeah, multiplayer co-op versus all kind of built into one yeah yeah i'm i'm with you keith emperor to me actually seems like it'd be kind of fun uh but the next game that's coming out i do believe actually next week from this recording is nobody saves the world which to me this looks like a top-down rpg game that's right up your alley uh this is from juice box studios who did uh, guacamelee which is i i loved guacamelee it actually just left game pass where guacamelee 2 did but guacamelee was a 2d action RPG beat em up and nobody saves the world is a top down RPG, but it actually has co-op and you are like an amorphous person known as nobody who can transform and change into different creatures and characters. And it ends up becoming a dungeon crawler, but it reminded me of a game we'd played before, but I couldn't put my finger on it. 
But I also thought it looked really good. Yeah, because I, I... That does sound fun. I, I haven't actually seen anything about that. I, but that does sound fun. Yeah, because like you can actually build your different classes different ways. And it has co-op. So like we were seeing a trailer where you can actually like have a friend with you and create these cool combos and synergies with different characters you're building. It looks building. better with co-op. Yeah. But it looks kind of... It looks very goofy, really colorful. It just looks like something I think you would take to Keith. That I mean, it sounds up my alley. I won't. I won't disagree with that. And then, of course, uh, a game that has already come out so far. I'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong, but Gorogoa. That that sounds right. That's how I would try to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'd go with. Gorogoa. Gorogoa. So Gorogoa is a uh, is a puzzle is a perspective puzzle game where you essentially you have these pictures in a four person grid and you are moving them and shifting them to essentially create a larger picture in order to progress the story in the puzzle. I've played, I dabbled with it a little bit in the cloud gaming, and it's pretty fun. It's really unique, but it's not very challenging. And I will say from what I've played, it is a great Achievement Hunter game. I mean, it looks very pretty as well. That's, yeah. I mean, what I wrote down when I was watching it, it was like, pretty puzzle game. And you know me, I don't really like puzzle games because I suck at them. But this one actually looked like it might be some fun. Well, it's all, it's all hand-drawn, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. There's... I, th- I was reading the description and I, and I watched the trailer, but I haven't started it. But that does I, that sounds like a fun, just like a little like pickup and yeah, just something to, to, a little palate cleanser maybe type of game. Another game that came out earlier this month was Olija, which is a 2D action platformer where you are a washed up pirate and you end up finding this magical spear and get magical powers where you can actually throw the spear, teleport to the spear, or recall the spear. But this kind of looks, honestly, this looks like something you may enjoy, Keith. This also looks like kind of another one of your games. I was thinking that too. And is it like a Metroidvania? A little bit, yeah. I think this one is maybe the uh, one I'm looking forward to the least. Just because it looks hard graphically. I don't know. It's just not up my alley. But it could surprise me. This one comes from it's Devolver it. Studios, which did Carrion. I mean, Devolver does either some really good ones or really bad ones. But they're at least very unique. Okay, I was gonna say Devolver sounds familiar, and it's and I I don't I won't say it's not something that would be up my alley, but at the same time, two D platformers can be a real weird window for me. I don't know if that's the right way to explain it because there's ones like Celeste that can all can just be so hard that they infuriate me, but then they can just be like an Ori in the Blind Forest, and I just absolutely fall in love. Yeah. So. I, I definitely have to give it a shot and, and or maybe we'll play it or whatnot. But yeah, I, I could I could at least see myself giving that giving that a go. All right, and then another game that already came out that's on the list is The Pedestrian. The Pedestrian is once again another two D platformer puzzle game. So the pedestrian's actually which is actually pretty cool. You are playing a stick figure that you normally see within like, you know, the bathroom signs or the crossing crosswalk signs and you are moving your character throughout these different signs and you have to connect the signs and essentially create the platforms that you have to do in order to progress the puzzle. The pedestrian for me, like I've seen a handful of people play it and I know a lot of people have been enjoying it. I love the environments of it. Like, I was thinking the same thing and I feel like it when you're watching the trailer it I think it looks easier than it's going to be. Yeah. Cuz I mean puzzles and platforming. I mean that just screams Liz don't play that. But <laughs> I want to. It looks really cool and it, I I don't think it's going to be easy but it looks easy. I think I think you could get on board with this one Liz. I so I've actually been playing a, quite a bit of it and and I think like you were saying with Goragoa Andrew it's I'm pretty sure it's a pretty small game. I I put in maybe 
maybe a couple hours at most, and I think I'm already about halfway through it. It's It's got 10 achievements, oh, wow. and I think I've got five of them, and they, they're all story or progress-driven from what I can tell. I don't... They're one of those achievements that they give you no description. It's just like a weird text that means nothing. Oh, I hate like, those. It'd be like, it's like, oh, you left the garage or something weird about that. And But from what I can tell, it's really just they're all progress-driven, and I think I'm already about halfway through it. So it's not. it doesn't seem to very be a very big game. But what's nice about it, and I think you might like it, Liz, is that, for one, the platforming isn't overly like um, punishing. It's it's really simplified. There's not a lot to it, and worst cases, if you do like in the few places that you can kind of die, it just flips you back to like the start of the room you were in, and there's not you don't lose a lot of progress. There's no no real big punishment, and then the puzzles themselves, there there's definitely little um, like mechanics that they add in along the way, but largely, like Andrew said, it's a lot of just like connecting these signs and these doors, and it's a it's really cool because it. It's like simple, but it's not. It, it's like a maze more than it is a puzzle is oh. what I would describe it as. And, I, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. There was one that I was like, I was getting to the, to the end of the night and starting to, to nod off a little bit. So I had to take a pause because I, I finally got a bit stumped. But largely they're, they're pretty straightforward puzzles, and, and they're, but they're just fun enough, I think. And so, yeah, I, th- I think you'll actually like it, Liz. So I, I got to follow it for, for the achievement hunting then. Yeah, I've already got like 400 score on there. Oh, man. Uh, later this month, we have Spelunky 2. Which I immediately thought looked like a Keith pick. Yeah, did you ever play the first that. Spelunky, Keith? I played very little of it. I, I remember it, and it's funny because I think I actually just deleted it off my hard drive the other day. Like I've had it on there, but I downloaded it on Game Pass when Game Pass first came out, basically, because yeah. it was on there, if I remember. No, it was on and Games for Gold. I, was it? I'm pretty sure. It 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 probably hit games for gold at some point, but I I really thought it was on on there. But no, I do remember playing it. There was actually many many years ago. It, it's like one of the last times both you and and your brother were back up in New England, and your parents still lived up here. I remember actually being at your house, and the three of us were sitting around just like messing around playing it. Yeah, um, it's it's so yeah, meant I, to be I super could, hard. Yeah, I could I could see it being a lot of fun, and I would I would jump in for Spelunky too. Yeah, Splunky 2 now has co-op, too. Four-player co-op. I feel like oh, I'm going nice. to like it more with that. <laughs> of course. Because you just said it's super hard, but at the same team, at time, it's like, I'm going to let the team down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. Splunky 2 has a huge cult following. If you ever see, like, speedruns of the first Splunky, it's insane. Because, like, once you get farther in those games, like, everything in the screen is just exploding and things are shooting at you. Splunky is a fun, fun Speedrun game. Wasn't to watch. it like a? It's like a how far you can go down into the dungeon type of thing. Yeah, but there actually is an them. end. There, there is like there a is. goal. Yeah. Yeah, because from what I remember, when we were playing, it was like see who could get the furthest or, or something. It was like we were like taking turns seeing who could do that. All right, and then last up, I am curious how this game's going to do. But uh, the Anacrusis, this is another four four player versus horde game mode. Where you are on a 70s style spaceship, and you the spaceship, of course, is taken over by these weird black creatures that are really spiky. They remind me, honestly, of the creatures from Prey, just, you know, with more of a form than they were in Prey. But you play with these really retro-looking weapons. Your characters are super retro-looking. I absolutely love the environment of Anacrusis, 
But I'm not going to lie, the AI looks really kind of dumb and weird. Yeah, I would, it does kind of just seem like, like it kind of reminded me like with the with it in Back for Blood, there would just be like a ton of, of zombies. Well, this is aliens. Yeah. But I don't think they're very smart, except for like the... The special ones. Yeah. yeah. But I love the 70s vibe of it. I know. I, I, I knew you would take to the, <laughs> the art style of this game. I, this is another one I think I, I... Well, I don't think... I actually... I mean, I've missed trailers or anything on it, but... I'd be I'd be down to try it. it. Yeah, sounds fun enough. This game is like super under the radar. Like it was like a small side note that it's coming out later this month. Like this is near the end of the month. But they announced this at E3. You, if you saw, you might remember seeing it during our E3 episode. But yeah, it's just it's been very quiet. I I know you know it's four player. I know your character like levels up. You get new abilities. So as you increase the difficulty, your character will be stronger. And there's a lot of more progression in it. I'm just really curious how it's going to play with like the AI because it looks a little janky. But. but I also think, too, that the fighting scenes looked more open, which I think I'm going to like. Yeah, and it's a lot more colorful. This is like most of these, you know, three-verse horde or four-verse horde kind of modes are super dark, scary, just decrepit. This is very bright because it's very colorful. You know, it's the 70s. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I, I really like the weapon designs. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to ask you guys, what games are you looking forward to the most? Do you guys have uh, ones that you hope people are going to write in? Uh, for for this month, well, for me, it's Mass, Mass Effect. <laughs> I've already started playing in. It's still just, it just brings back so many good memories. I, I absolutely yeah. am digging the Mass Effect trilogy. I had, bought, I had played the first Mass Effect years and years and years ago, because that's about when it came out. And I can't remember if I enjoyed it. I think it was just too dialogue heavy for me. Oh, That's... it is. But the characters are seriously some of the best characters in a video game. No, and I, I, I honestly, I remember that being like back when it came out. That was the thing. It was like, yeah, this game is huge, but it is so well built out. It's so interactive because it's very much one of the, it's. It was one of those early on games that really pioneered the like choose your own adventure. I feel like yeah, you could actually d- dictate how the story and the world changes around you. It's not just like a, here's four choices, and it doesn't matter what you pick. You're, you're just going to be railroaded into what we want you to do. Yeah, that was the big thing with Mass Effect. The choices you made in Mass Effect 1 will have consequences throughout Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. Um, I will right. say some of the payout for some of the choices are kind of weak, but it's still, it's still really cool to see. So you there's some... have to play them from the beginning then? Yeah, you really need to play the games within order. Okay. So, and you can also play, you know, Paragon or Renegade. So kind of a good and evil of how you want to play your character. So there's some characters that may end up dying in the first one that may not be in the later ones. We also think too, we really didn't play a lot of RPGs this year. Well, this past year. Yeah, we really haven't. I kind of hope we play some this year. (laughs) What happens if you, if you start Mass Effect 2 without having played the first one or Mass Effect 3? Does it just kind of like give you like a pre-built story? Did the Witcher do that? Like it kind of picked for you? In the Witcher, in the Witcher, you had some choices. They they kind of gave a text dialogue of like, "What did you want to do?" I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, but I because I, we didn't play like the first one. Didn't it just auto pick for us? No. Uh, I remember. I I can't remember because I played you, the second oh, yeah. one, so I had my choices. But I can't remember what happened with you guys. But for Mass Effect, I don't know how it works in the trilogy. I haven't tried, but I know originally. So Mass Effect One originally was an Xbox exclusive, but Mass Effect mm-hmm. Two came out with PlayStation. 
and they did the same thing where it created a comic book and gave a slight story and some choices and it told you it had a text what would you have liked to done and so people could kind of dictate their choices of mass effect one in that way but i don't know how it works in the trilogy i'm assuming in the trilogy they just tell you go play the first one you just don't give you an option yeah i'm i don't know because i don't know if anyone's tried because honestly all three games are fantastic keith what about you what are you looking forward to uh I don't know. I I don't want to say nothing excites me on the list because there's definitely some of these games. I mean, I've already played or that I'd like to play, but you know, there's no roguelikes, so I I guess it's really Spelunky hard is. for me to pick. Is it? Yeah, pretty sure. I don't think it's like a true roguelite though, because it doesn't. Like, you don't really upgrade anything. Or anything I'm like pretty that, sure dude. you do. I think you unlock new tools that you can start with. Uh, I there. may so be wrong. Splunky too, and I mean you got me you got me excited about this. Nobody saves the world. That definitely sounds like something I, I would want to play. And so, not really knowing anything about it, but hearing a description of it, I I think I'd say that's probably the one I'm excited to give a try to. I think for me, there's actually quite a bit that I'm excited. About. Really? So, and they're all co-op or <laughs> potentially co-op. Uh, Mass Effect, Ember, Nobody Saves the World. Rainbow Six Extraction and the Anacrusis. The other ones, I mean, I'd be happy to play, but these ones are the ones that I watched the the trailers for, and I was like, I want to play that. So basically, all the games that aren't puzzles. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's just ironic because you love puzzles. I do in real life, but in video games, it's like, oh. <laughs> but I mean, Splunky Two, I I think, I, I think I like them all, but those are the ones that I'm really excited about. I mean, it's not on our list, but because it's coming out next month. Is it next month or month after? Pretty sure it's next month. But Stalker 2. I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, I think that, I think that could be some good fun. That's, gonna, that's another, like, 4v horde game, isn't it? No. It's a uh, first-person survival RPG. Oh, okay. Yeah, where you are exploring the uh, wastelands of Chernobyl or Yeah, Russia. I do remember the trailer. I do remember the trailer for that one. But I thought it was, like, a horde, horde-based type of game. No. But anyway, so that's it for the news so far. Uh, if they come out with more games and there's more stuff coming up this month, we may do another episode this month. If not, we'll be sure to do, a, do it again in February. So thank you all for joining us. Love you all. Hope to see you again next time. Bye, guys. Bye.